This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Why hey. should say beans of B-I-N-Z? Beans. A beans. I don't know. I guess that's that Florida Southern accent. Where the bag at, Selena? Uh, not here. Uh, she's still <laughs> got the bag right there. But mm. All right, guys. We are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the, the voice of Harlem. Harlem. Shout out to all my Instagram followers. I literally have been shaking my Instagram live trying to get it set up right. And, like, if you guys did not tune out while I was going through, like, five minutes of figuring this out, thank you. Um. So, yeah, this is show we talk politics news stories social justice trap music and whatever it is stanley's doing to celebrate his dad body uh every sunday anyway hot boy summer yeah it's it's okay um so let's talk about some of the news stories over the week that made us laugh cry or extremely upset um there was a lot going on and before we get to the dem debates and we really delve into that cardi b did you guys see that video um, where a reporter uh, from Univision stopped Cardi B and she she asked her she wants to do an interview with her, interview with her and Cardi was like no like I don't have my makeup on and she said as a woman you should understand that and then the woman's like no no you look beautiful and she was like no I don't like I don't have makeup on like I'm good I'm not I don't I have my daughter with me my dad is here I do not want to do an interview the the reporter was persistent and she kept pushing for the interview it didn't work. However, Cardi walked off. She was a little upset. Mm-hmm. The reporter then tried to talk to her dad. <laughs> Cardi what? went off. They had they were like trying to hold her back. She was like, "No, get off me, get off me." So Cardi came out and she was just like, "Don't try to talk to my father. Um, you know, I don't want his face on camera because I don't want people knowing how he looks and then they, they may try to go after him." So, it was it was a big thing. Um, a lot of people have been taking uh Cardi's um Cardi's side and the saying like you know you have to respect her if she doesn't want to do an interview she doesn't have makeup on don't keep trying but I mean I'm a reporter as well so I know how those things go Stanley did you see the video I didn't see the video but if she said she didn't want to do an interview why did the woman keep pressing and she's so like Cardi is so hood like I love her like she was like yo like she was about like she's so gangster um yeah so yeah they kept pressing but guys let us know if you saw the video what you thought about it and you know it's so funny she put she finally dropped the video to press mm-hmm. um which press, press 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 which she kind of like taking these shots at not only the press hence reasons like this mm-hmm. um but all those i think are like criticizing her um and in the video she killed everybody wait <laughs> so, like, like like murdered killed or like in the yeah rest? like Damn. everyone was dead and naked what? It was a lot. Why I'm not going to lie. Why were they like, naked? I couldn't feel I tried to ask some Zen- Gen Zers uh, to explain <laughs> it to me. I was like, Party. I don't get it. Why is everyone naked? What's going on? Um, oh, do we have any any Gen Zers watching right now? Besides Sydney. Why was everyone <laughs> naked when Cardi B killed them? Oh, shout out to Michelle and Karis Love and Sarah Lee Palmer for tuning in. We appreciate you. Make sure you guys leave in comments because we got a lot to talk about. Yes. Well, speaking of lots to talk about, Stanley, Democratic debates. Night Yo. one. Night two. Favorite candidate, who spoke to you? Who resonated with you? Favorite moments? Let's talk. So I didn't see night one. What? Um, Stanley? Yeah. What was I doing? Oh, I was actually hanging. Like, I had a great night. I hung out with um, my friend Karis Lave and my uh, other friend Sam Hardori. So we were, like, just hanging out and catching up. So I missed that one. 
And then on Thursday, I saw the, the Thursday one, and that one was... I heard Thursday was better than Wednesday. It was. Thursday was so fiery. I saw both live. Um, the first one, Donald Treep literally tweeted out in all caps, boring. Mm. The first one wasn't boring. Um, it was more civil. The person that was really interjecting a lot was Mayor de Blasio, and he was getting a lot of criticism night one for cutting people off. But honestly, I loved it. I was like, yes. Like, I think he's a, he's a New Yorker. Doesn't like, he have a job to do? Like, doesn't <laughs> he have a job? I, he kind of does have, like, a little job called I mean, being a mayor I mean, yeah, in New York know, City. Like, you like know. He, but he just Jumped into the 2020 race. Um, Who asked for that? Not me. <laughs> and then you know what he said at one point? He what? was like, you know, as the father of a black son. Oh, that's how he won the mayor race. So, of course, he was going to bring that up. Of course. You remember that commercial? Hey, guys, I have a black son. De Blasio for mayor. Yes. <laughs> that was it cool. worked. I was like, yeah, Dante. Nah, <laughs> yo. I knew he was going to win the election when white people started talking about it on BuzzFeed. In 2013, <laughs> there was like the Bill de Blasio's Negro son with his Negro hair and his Negro nose said Negro things about his dad. We love him now. Yeah, no. So anyway, so Blasio, that was night one, right? The biggest highlights were de Blasio, Elizabeth Warren states fully on message. Cory Booker, Booker did an okay job, but he wasn't stand out. Night two, Kamala came out from the gate punching. She was just like, look, guys. This people don't want to watch a food fight. They want us to put food on the table. I said, what? Did Kamala just drop bars? Yes, she did. Through the entire, entire debate, she came so strong. At another point during the debate, you guys remember when she shut Biden all the way down. She was like, you know what? Respectably, I know you're not a racist, but I do not agree with your busing, uh, the, the busing legislation that you vehemently 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 <laughs> vehemently I got you sis <laughs> whatever adamantly denied can I tell you when I thought yes. I was high what during that conversation she was like 30 she was like in 1972 there was a little black girl who got on that yep. bus that was segregated and that little girl was me and I was like wait what <laughs> and then like five minutes later she was selling t-shirts for herself on Twitter Stop. about being a little girl and I was like Ooh, she was selling t-shirts capitalism is vulgar she's oh. like and it was like I'm that little girl that Biden didn't want on the bus <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like I'm certain, and a T-shirt was thirty dollars. I'm like, sis, I can get the same thing from H and M for six dollars on the sales rack. What are you doing? Uh, well, Kamala, she's Kamala actually twenty twenty. I guess. I don't well, know. I think the polls are showing that she's actually doing pretty well. So shout out yeah. to Kamala for that. Yeah, she bodied that debate like she. Oh yeah, she did. She yo, when she was like, you're not gonna let the black woman talk on race, and all the white people were like. Mm. Well, no. do you think that, you know, she showed herself to be very presidential, in mm -hmm. my opinion, Stanley. Do you think she has a chance to win? What does presidential mean? Hmm. Well, to me, it's someone who takes a strong stance, shows authority, shows mm -hmm. confidence, and shows strong leadership skills. Mm -hmm. um, other people on that panel didn't have that. Like Marianne uh, Williamson. Mm hmm she, to me, was just there. Like, she was just saying Whoa. hippie stuff. Don't disrespect Marianne like that, okay? Because <laughs> Marianne came there. Yo, she was the only candidate bold enough to drop a bowl of acid before the debate. <laughs> and it paid off. Don't disrespect Marianne like that. Yo, look, I love it. You know what part got me? What? When she said, look, I will call the president of New Zealand <laughs> and tell her, girlfriend. And that's what she said. She said, Yo. girlfriend. We are number one. I say, yes, Marianne. And then she was just like, you know how I'm going to defeat President Trump? 
with love. I'm going to defeat him with love. And well, I was just like, yes. You tried doing a debate when you're high, okay? She was trying her best. No. Um, as far as come out, the reason I asked a question of what's presidential, yes. um, just to go unnecessarily deep for a second, I think that we define leadership based on the contracts of white supremacy and Western philosophy. Really? And because leadership shows up in different ways and through the ways that like, we're, ex- we're expecting presidential and leadership to show up in, yes. it's not usually the way that women show up in leadership. So right. that's why I was pushing well, back. Well, and that. the thing is, I get the pushback, but to me, I'm not sure. Like that's literally not what I was saying. Like no, I, I was know, trying, I right? Like the way I defined it. But I think a lot of people say, like you're right. They look at leadership as a very masculine trait, mm-hmm. and they expect women to do that without showing emotion mm-hmm. and other things of the like. We're getting a really good comment on mm-hmm. our Facebook live from Robert Gonzalez. He said, "What about the Spanish dude who came out speaking Spanish?" I was like, "Yo, oh, that's he was brave." Sh- he he got. I uploaded. I forgot his name. You talking about Julian Castro? Oh, no, he, Beto? Beto. Are you talking about uh, Beto's not Spanish either? Yeah, B- no, Julian Castro is clearly Spanish. Well, yeah, He's Mexican. Holy- but Be- yo, honestly, when Beto came out first debate speaking Spanish, hola. Nah, he he, he did well. <laughs> I liked it. I was like, yes, because the thing is, even though he was like pandering a little or maybe a lot, a lot. I'm like, to me, I like inclusivity. Like, I like when we're inclusive, and I like when we're trying to. Not just make everything whitewashed or American. Like if, if that's that's if you don't want to pander and do a debate for Univision, mm, like that. Good point, he, and Beto is only viable because he's married to a billionaire and he's white and good looking. That's it. Those are his Who only cash, quali- no, no, uh, Beto? no Beto. Those are his only oh, yeah. qualifications. Andrew Gillum and Stacey Abrams are more qualified than him. Sorry. Actually, is it okay with you if I talk about something that pissed me off about these debates? Yes. There were two candidates at minimum two, actually three, but I can't say the third person because you know. I'm not in person at the moment. Um, there were two candidates who pissed me off, Beto O'Rourke and Pete Buttigieg. Why did Pete Stanley? You got to be kidding me. He, These, his performance was superior. It was great. He had he, a great He had a decent performance, but he's a mayor of a city that's not mm. even as big as Brooklyn. <laughs> so, like, you, he couldn't even win a, a federal race in his own state, and now you want to run for president? Why? Because he's white, good-looking, and, and can read in a complete sentence. That's, those are his only attributes. Those are his only skills. And he was fundraising more than Kamala, who I'm not even like a big fan of right now, but is way more qualified than him. Mm. I'm just tired of the whole like white boy with a square jaw that can speak Spanish a little bit and isn't afraid of black people up front being the leader of the presidential races. No. Well, he's not the leader. Biden is. Um, look, I'll say this <laughs> because we need to go on commercial break and we're going to be talking about pride. At this point, I mark my words as of today. I do not care who becomes the leader or the winner on the Democratic ticket. I Honestly, I heard all the debates. Mm-hmm. I watched it. For the most part, I agree. Marianne? No, I just want someone who can beat Trump. I yeah. don't care. If I'm Trump- voting against Trump at this point. It does not matter to me. And I feel like what got us in trouble in 2016 What's were these standards? people. No, it's not just having standards. Were people who were like, I'm only supporting Bernie. You mm-hmm. know, And if Bernie doesn't make the ticket, then I'm going to do anything I can to make sure that Hillary doesn't. Or I'm just not going to vote. No. Like, look who we have in office. Anyone will be better than President Trump because at least we can hold someone who is a Democrat accountable. 
and we can speak to them and communicate with them, ideally. All right. Well, guys, we do have to go on a break. But when we come back, we'll be talking about pride and whether it's been gentrified or not. I would argue that maybe it has been a lot of it. But, you know, that's just me. Selena, say some words so I can go to music. Yes, we are going to go on a quick break. But really quickly, Emanuela just left a comment on our Facebook Live. She said, Buttigieg is not going to get my vote either. I think you and Stanley agree, Emanuela. Thank you for that. Black Queen. Because you were born this way, baby. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHC Auto Voice of Harlem. Happy pride to all my sisters and brothers in the diaspora. Cleana says, block that person that says go Trump on Selena's IG Live. I am here with no Hennessy, with no whiskey, with no brown, only sipping seltzer still turned up because I don't need the alcohol to be litty lit. And if you don't know, today is the last day of my no alcohol moratorium. I'm going to have a sip of Henny White at midnight, and then I'm going to stop again until I go to Costa Rica for Faithful Black King's Hot Boy Summer Weekend. Oh, you got Stanley, are you guys really having a Hot Boy Summer Weekend? Yeah, and we're going to Costa Rica. Yo, I can't wait. Is that the hashtag? Because the last, the last theme, when you guys did a trip to Las Vegas, the theme was black faithful men that love Jesus and their spouses. Yes. And now the theme is Hot Boy Summer. Faithful hot boy summer. Faithful you can't forget about the faithful because you know what? I love it. There's no fornication up in these streets. Yes, you guys will not be fornicating. No, no <laughs> weapon. Oh, damn. Marilyn joined Facebook Live. Hey, baby. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> love you. All right, guys. Um, Thank you so much. You're getting a lot of comments on our Facebook Live as we speak. Um, someone said, what song was that with Nicki? That was ASAP Ferg with Nicki Minaj. Um, what was the song called? Plain Jane. All right, guys. Yes. So keep those comments coming. Um, But as I mentioned at the top of the show, we're talking about pride. Why? Because today marks the biggest celebration of the 50th anniversary of the uprising at the Stonewall Inn in 1969, which sparked the modern day gay rights movement. Now, over four million people are expected to celebrate at the Heritage of Pride Parade in downtown Manhattan which is being sponsored by 150 corporate floats. Some folks in the LGBTQ community, however, say that the annual Pride Parade has become bloated, over-policed, and over-corporatized, and it does not represent the spirit of Stonewall. They also say that they are tired of companies pushing Pride marketing campaigns and profiting from the LGBTQIA plus community without actually supporting these communities all year round. Now, for instance, Victoria's Secret. They have been blasted for tweeting a message about Pride, but they failed to hire a transgender model. Meanwhile, YouTube, which has changed its logo to the pride colors, uh, has been criticized as well for allowing anti-LGBTQ harassment on the site. So the widespread rainbow washing of products and ads has resulted in a, a term which a lot of people are using. They call it, and I quote, rainbow capitalism. They're also tweeting a lot of funny memes about this as well. And, you know, a people who said, you know what, I'm just not here for that. They're choosing to actually attend a grassroots protest going on today. It's called Reclaim Pride. It's also known as the Queer Liberation March. And it is a protest rally in the park that features homemade banners, chanting, uh, a lot of political chanting, and volunteer security guards. They do not welcome police. 
So on today's episode of Let Your Voice Be Heard, we're going to discuss the debate over whether companies showing support for Pride Month are a sign of cultural change or a pure cash grab. We'll also address the debate over having a police present at marches. And I know we'll have a very special guest who will be calling in. Until then, Stanley, I got to get your take on that. Pride has definitely been corporatized. Yesterday, I saw a children's place rainbow flag ad where they were having a 75% off sale on all children's clothing for Pride. Only on Pride. Like, it, what is happening? Do you guys know how, like, what happened at Stonewall? Do we know that the, the gay, lesbian, transgender people are unable to get jobs just because of their gender? Did you know that during the HIV epidemic, which I've learned a lot of because of shows like Pose, they wouldn't even treat black, gay, trans, femme people? And now everybody's trying to make a dollar off of them. This is aggressively annoying. But also, capitalism is a manifestation of white supremacy. And white supremacy, if nothing else, has cognitive dissonance. So I'm not surprised. Well, a lot of people say not surprised, but then other people argue that, well, what if you walked into a store and they didn't have a pride section? What if, you know, you, you're, what if corporations or brands decided, all right, we won't acknowledge pride at all. So it's, is it a catch-22? No. They're darn if they do and darn if they don't? I think we're just damn, <laughs> Selena, for the record. Um, and no, you want to acknowledge pride? All right, give a 25% discount to people in that community. There you go. Stan, you know nobody is going to cut into their bottom line, talk about giving 25. First of all, that's something like, and I know you're just throwing that out there, but how would someone even prove? Like, that's like anyone could just come in and be like, oh, 25%? Oh, I'm gay today. All right, and? Like, listen. <laughs> Listen, as far as I'm concerned, this country, the, the institution of white supremacy owes a lot of people reparations for a lot of different things. Black people the most, obviously, but the LGBTQIA community deserves some of their coins back, too. Let's make it 75% off of Victoria's Secret since I don't want to... Ooh, that was a curse. almost had to catch myself. Since y'all don't want to hire trans models and y'all are still using prison labor to make your clothing. Good point on that, but also, I would also push back because I've seen people saying that even though they may feel like brands uh, using pride to make profit may be exploitive in a way. Um, they also say seeing the rainbows and seeing brands decked out celebrating pride is really good for the optics. Imagine uh, this one man who's 37. He said, if I was 10 years old and I walked through a mall and I saw the pride flag and I saw H&M and all these stores promoting and selling pride merchandise, I would have felt very differently as a 10 year old. So, I mean, again, brands have to do something. Maybe they're not taking the right approach, but to continually knock them because they are trying to celebrate. And it is helpful in one way. Well, maybe. But like, here's my issue with this. These same brands that are making money off of this important month, and this important day have not necessarily been held accountable for the damage they did to these communities, for the people from these communities they would not hire, from the people from these communities that they actively tried to fire, from the people from these communities who they stole ideas from. They have not been held accountable for that. And you should be held accountable. And also, the Pride Parade is for gay pride, LGBTQIA pride for them. It is not for you to advertise H&M. So <laughs> if you want to show support, Get some scholarships for LGBTQIA children. Put some money in for foster programs because we still know the fastest growing group of kids who are who are foster kids or runaways are still in that community. Do that and you can still show up. So we're getting really good comments on our Facebook Live. Kleana says Kleana says they hang the flags once a year. That's an issue. Um, another person, uh, Michelle. 
Michelet. Michelet. Michelet says, if you're in support of a community, support them every day. 75%, 75% off every day. 80% off for Michelet. Yes. They, yes, maybe for you, love. But every single day, no one would make money. Yeah. Um, Allison Thompson said something, too. So Allison says, it's a two-way street. Don't only use rainbows only. Hire folks yeah. in the LGBTQ plus community as well as a way to show support. That's real pride. That, that is real pride. And Selena, yes, you know listening. how it goes with Black History Month where like they show us one picture of Martin Luther King, one picture of Rosa Parks. They do one collage of like four black people and then we see nothing else again. And we always get annoyed because we know that on a regular day they're shooting down black people in the street. Well, over 17 trans women have been murdered in the last year. Mm. And where was where was this support from H&M or from right. Barnes Noble or Children's Place right. when that was happening? We had a sister mm. die in Rikers Island just what two, three weeks ago. Where was the outrage then? You're right, Silly, and I know we're going to go on a quick break, but, you know, you're completely right because the trans community is under attack every single day. A lot of people, especially them, I mean, LGBT people in general, but especially those who don't identify as cis and who wear their, um, who have different identities or gender identities. Um, I want to talk about, you know, is it inevitable for all movements to be co-opted? We're going to get to that. I do, we do have to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the LGBT movement. And um, also, we'll talk about that police debate because a lot of people say they would rather not have any cops at a rally or a movement like this. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's right, Britney Spears. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. I'm addicted to brown liquor because you know that I'm toxic, but we're not talking about that right now. I got a therapist for that. Selena, we're talking about pride. Put us on. <laughs> Thank you so much, Stanley. Um, we are getting great comments. Uh, Kleana says, uh, I freaking love that song. Thank you. And someone Britney else Spears says, a legend. Yes, Michelle says it is a classic. Someone says that Britney, I think it was uh, Khalees. No, Carice says Britney is not a Karis legend. Love, eh? Britney Spears is a white legend, okay? Let her keep her pop music legendary status for the whites. It's cool. Anyway, no, she's a legend for pop culture, uh, in my opinion. But hey, mm. let's keep this conversation going. Where we left off, we were talking about not only pride and the celebration, but the corporatization of pride now that a number of major brands and companies are sponsoring the annual pride parade. They've been doing that. And some people are saying, you know what, I'm not here for that. Um, you know, Stonewall wasn't about corporations and police. Uh, I'd rather go to an alternative march where we can keep the spirit alive where we can rally we can protest other people are saying hey i'm here for corporations celebrating lgbt people and uh, let's not forget they're a company they want to make money so they're being inclusive but are they being inclusive enough and michelle she left a really good comment on our facebook live she said these companies should open up a scholarship provide housing and food to support them in other ways than raising a flag. Good point, Michelle. She says she wants companies to do more. But Stanley, here's the question that I posed before you went to break. Mm -hmm. It was only a matter of time before companies realized that instead of bashing and excluding LGBT people, they should be including them because, hey, they're customers, they're consumers. They spend money. Yeah. Is it inevitable? Was it inevitable for the LGBT movement to be co-opted? And would all movements be co-opted at that? 
yeah, as long as there's a system of white supremacy mm-hmm. and capitalism is a, is a rule of the day, there will always be a space for things to be co-opted. It's the same way that everybody wants to be black, but nobody wants to be an N-word because white supremacist standards and capitalistic universe that we live in right here wants to co-opt all the things that can be monetized and extracted for value and wealth, but they don't actually want to be with those people. And that community, which is deeply influenced by black gay trans femmes Mm -hmm. is something that can be monetized very easily because it has so much potential so it was only a matter of time before that community or that 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 subculture became a modern culture well speaking of so like stuff like that so like like black lives matter and i don't want to diverge too much off topic but would you be inviting if more companies said you know what i'm backing and and they have been some of them i'm gonna back black lives matter and why not advertise with you guys and spend a lot of money and give that money to local chapters like is that something that we would be inviting to give me money with no ties if you want to be an ally and i think um kairos love just actually said that mm-hmm. oh i think that kleana said it and kairos yes. co-signed it i think corporations can give money and then shut up and get out of the way mm. just like a good ally yeah Give money, shut up, and get out of the way. H&M, you want to support Black Lives Matter? Cut them a check and let them do what they need to do with it. Don't ask questions. If they ask for support, then you can step in how they tell you to. If they don't, fall all the way back. And it's the same thing with these communities. No. Like, you had the police yes. who used to break into bars and beat up and assault and murder and rape people in these communities, and they're still doing this. They got, a, they got cop cars with a rainbow flag on there. We didn't forget what you did. Like, when you talk about people like Marsha P. Johnson, who mm-hmm. they found her dead next to the water, and they said it was suicide, even though she didn't swim and never went by the water. But the police said it was suicide. And now those same police are going to be at the parade? Come on. Well, it's not the same exact police. But to your yeah. point, Stanley, there's a huge debate about should police be at Pride? I know that they are not welcomed at the Queer Liberation March, which I told everyone, again, that is the alternative march happening here in Manhattan. But do police have a, a, a position or a role? I mean, should they not be there to protect? There's four million people there. The police should be in an area, not next to those folks, but if some white supremacists or neo-Nazis come, the police should get out all that passive-aggressive police brutality energy they always seem to have for black people and put it out on those neo-nazis other than that they really shouldn't be in the space um i, I, I just want to read a comment from cleanna that talks about the companies and the police and cleanna says what these companies are really going out there is a white gay man coin mm. and it's really true because mm. the only the, the, the real gay pride here is for the gay white man and that's mm. not to say that the gay white men don't also face discrimination as well, but it's the discrimination that a gay white man faces is a lot different from a black trans woman oh, yeah. or, or any person of color in that community at all. So, yeah, she's right. No, you're 100% right. And I just wanted to, before we um, move on from the, deba- uh, the cop debate, another thing. So people are saying that there are also a number of police um, who happen to be gay themselves, and I think they have their own float um, inside of the parade. If we take a stance where we're like, you know what, police, stay in your place. Only come. We only need you if there's some type of breakout, but we really don't want you here. We're not inviting. Mm-hmm. Aren't we shunning LGBT cops and public servants? Well, who told LGBT cops to go side with the enemy? Stay no. But ri- like, Whoa, that's pretty radical. No, no. I mean, here's, here's my thing about that. I know there are police officers who are in the LGBT plus community, and that's great. If you can take a day off to be there, then come. But the police state is inherently racist and violent. The police are always a threat to people in that community. 
always they're still arresting trans women for having condoms on them and saying that they're trying to do sex work i was at a protest two weeks ago where a trans woman said a cop stopped her and threatened to arrest her for sex work if she did not give him oral sex mm. i don't we don't need that type of energy at the march so we're having a great discussion here, um, and we also have our intern here, Sydney. And I just wanted to get some of your feedback because we're talking police. We know Stanley. We know where Stanley stands on this, um, and we're also just talking, you know, pride. Um, would you support and go to the pride parade, or do you think it's problematic? Um, I think I see both sides. Okay. So I see why it's problematic in in the fact that Stonewall happened 50 years ago and it was entirely because of the police not having any respect for the community. But I also recognize that Pride was started because, to meant, meant to be a celebration for how far the community has come. And as a member of the community, I, I appreciate that. I, I definitely appreciate that we have come very far. You know, cops can't go into places like Stonewall and um, raid and accuse people of the community for doing things that they didn't do just because of who they are um, and how they define themselves and their sexuality. But at the same time, you know, just yesterday at the at Stonewall at Stonewall Inn, where um, you know people were having a celebration slash protest um, to commemorate what happened 50 years ago, cops were there looking militant and they had you know big guns and they're just standing there as a force and then it, it was aggressive and it's it's a problem and it's you know. If people of the community are still being made to feel uncomfortable, we who who are we to tell them that their their feelings are invalid? You know, so I see why it would be a celebration, but I think like Stanley was saying, you know, having all these people, all these corporations, I mean, um being here or being at the parade, excuse me, it's and not supporting all the other 364 days out of the year, it's offensive. You know, it's we, we don't want to buy your rainbows. We don't, you know, that's not what we need. You know, that, that one day of celebration, it's for us. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't negate everything else that we experience, mm-hmm. you know, especially um, for black trans women. You know, they're under attack right now. Like they're, you know, and, and, and homeless people part of the community, poor people part of the community, ostracized people, people who are still being fired from their jobs, people who still face, you know, social ostracization, excuse me. So it's a celebration, but it's still a fight. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sydney, mm-hmm. um, for just making those very great and valid points. I wanted to add that Bill Dobbs, who is an organizer of the Queer Liberation March, he actually left a comment and he says that what happened at Stonewall in 1969 changed my life. And we're going to take that spirit into this new century. There will be no sponsors, no uniform police and no floats. He gave also a very clear and hard stance against uh, not only the mainstream Pride March, but the corporatization of Pride. And I really feel like I wanted to read that because he embodies uh, the more militant side of LGBT, the LGBT movement. Because, you know, as you said just yesterday, there were cops there with assault rifles mm-hmm. at Stonewall. Yeah. yeah. Like that, you know, and I, I just literally myself, I made the argument that should we be more welcoming mm-hmm. towards cops? But it seems like cops need to be more welcoming towards right. the LGBT community, right. especially when they are in their space. I want to I wanna maybe throw the, the, the cops some bail. There's been some concerns about neo-Nazis pulling up at mm-hmm. these events. They pulled right. up on a couple of other events, so uh-huh. I want to I say that. 
I mean, I would say you don't need an assault rifle for these neo-Nazis, but, you know, they got camps where they train for this kind of action. So mm-hmm. you probably do. But I, I just want to put that out there, which is crazy. Yeah, because, uh, Selena, you did ask me about, or I think you just mentioned it before, about them being a means of protection. And there are radicals who, who do have it out for the community. So it's hard because we still need to be protected. But like you said, there's a respectful way to go about it where it doesn't make us feel like we could be in or people of the community us um, make us feel like we could be in danger too there should be no aggression like we're the problem or we're the enemy instead of being the ones who need protecting absolutely agree there and as we begin to wrap up this conversation i definitely want to get final thoughts on not only what corporations need to do to support the lgbtqia plus community but also cops i mean you know what should be done moving forward stanley well as far as the police point of view comes there needs to be an entire shift in the way that we've had this country run particularly the police state because the police are inherently racist they're inherently violent they're inherently transphobic and 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 homophobic and we just have to like completely just destroy that system and rebuild from scratch and white as long as white supremacy is here that's probably not going to happen so i guess they just got to stay away from us um as far as corporations give money and fall back Hire trans people, hire gay people, and fall back. Give people platforms to do stuff and get out of the way. That's it. Thank you for that. Uh, did you have some final words, Sydney? Um, I completely agree with Stanley. I think it's more of a, you know, take your take themselves out of it as far as corporations go. Remove yourself from it. It's not about you. Um, it's about the community. If if you're looking to be an ally, if you're looking to help people who, you know, ha- can only do so much to help themselves, then do that. And that's it. You know, don't try to profit off of them and say, hey, look what we're doing. We don't need that. That's not helpful. Again, that's just drawing attention to them. As far as cops go, um, like I said before, I think it's just we need protecting. But that's it. You know, we don't need you to tell us how to celebrate. We don't need you to tell us how to do this, how to do that. And again, that's not negating that there are people of the community who are um, who are police officers. But, yeah, again, we don't need to be threatened. We don't need ever uh any repeated behavior from 50 years ago absolutely and i just want to end by saying this kleana left a really good comment saying police more often than not escalate dangerous or sensitive situations they need to stop acting like they're swat or secret service agreed with you there kleana thank you so much for that no i mean 100 percent. i feel like everything that Uh, needed to be said has been said i think that if corporations police or any institution want to be a good ally uh step aside and uplift and amplify the voices that are most marginalized and those happen to be black trans women uh that community when it comes to lgbt are uh, severely under attack they don't necessarily have the resources the money the access or the support that they need to be safe um they're constantly surveilled they're they're, they're constantly policed um you know they really can't even walk down the street without feeling some type of way so we need to just be cognizant of that and and just really be a true ally and the support the support the institutions that really support us 
us. And those happen to be like nonprofits, like mm-hmm. STAR, which is a trans advocacy group. Um, you know, give a donation or, you know, support them in any way that you can because that those are the people doing the real work when it comes to uplifting those voices. And on that note, we do have to wrap up. I want to say, unfortunately, our guest wasn't able to join us uh, today, uh, but it's all good. We will continue to have these conversations and talk about the issues and causes that matter to you. And of course, if you want to support us while we support you, please do so on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com slash Be Heard Radio. If you leave a small donation, it helps a lot. On that note, happy Sunday, guys, and we'll see you next week.